bold, irreverent, unusual, funny. Jackie Somerville isn't your typical motivator. A born to- storyteller and a self-titled normal phobe, she will probably shock you and make you laugh. Jackie's mission in life is to tear down society's obsession with finding a soulmate and replace it with the firm belief that the key to real love, success, wealth, and adventure lies in being your own soulmate. When you become your own soulmate, you embrace the power and confidence to live an exciting life, generate financial wealth, and love deeply with an open heart, no longer fearing rejection or failure. Jackie draws on a lifetime of challenging and rewarding experiences, decades of pushing the envelope, taking big risks, manifesting abundance, and challenging the status quo. She's been married a few times, immigrated twice, been fat, slim, broke, rich, and followed her gut to a life of excitement, adventure, passion, and purpose. And thank you so much for being here today, Jackie. You're so welcome, Zephan. Thank you so much for having me. So I'd love to talk about this idea of, you know, being your own soulmate. You know, where where did this come from originally? Yeah, well, this came from from the fact that I was raised like so many women and men too, but I think predominantly women, that because I had such big dreams when I was a kid, I mean, I had huge dreams, right? I wanted to have a thoroughbred horse stud farm and I, you know, wanted to have my own airplane and I, I wanted lots of big stuff. And I was told repeatedly that in order for those big dreams to come true, that I would need to marry a rich man. That was literally the message of my childhood by well-meaning people, loving and well-meaning people. But that was the overwhelming message. And so what happens is you doubt yourself and you start to believe what you hear. And so I just started to believe that I didn't have what it took to do any of those things on my own, that I actually needed someone else for that. And, you know, over the course of, of the decades of my life, I've realized there's there's a quote that Einstein Uh, actually said that doesn't get quoted very often because it's not convenient for people, I don't think, to actually remember this one. But this is my favorite quote of his. He said, you know, if if you want a life of happiness, tie it to a goal, not to people or things. I might be misquoting a word or two, but basically that's the gist of it. If you want a life of happiness, tie it to a goal, not to people or things. Because it's putting an awful lot of pressure and responsibility on other people when your happiness depends on them. It's the wrong thing. You know, love, that's not what love's about. Love is about open-heartedness. And, and it's not about fearing rejection and fearing letting go. And, and, but our society is so geared up for those things. And so we don't love with open hearts. We constantly sort of in fear and we hold on and we ruin our relationships because of that. And so many women especially never live up to their full potential or even go for their potential because they believe that their happiness depends on finding somebody else and not on actually going for their potential and having their own purpose. And, you know, it's my, the, the best definition I've ever heard of happiness is happiness is the joy you feel when you are in pursuit of your full potential. That that's, what, that's the definition of happiness. It's the joy you feel when you're in pursuit of your full potential. And when you're doing that, you attract love. This is not about not having, you know, a partner in your life or love in your life at all. God knows, like, I'm like everybody. I love that stuff. I love being in love and in lust. I love it. So this is not about, about not having that. It's about having it all. But you get the best love when you're your own soulmate. When you're totally secure and you're pursuing your full potential, that's when love is real. 
I mean, this is something huge that I've even explored just in the past two years since exiting a relationship was, you know, I feel like you kind of lose a part of yourself in that relationship and you forget a little bit about who you are because your happiness kind of depended on that person. I mean, codependency is on the rise. So many people feel like, you know, they can't do it without a significant other around. And it's amazing what happens when you kind of just let go and throw caution to the wind and you are your own guide. Um, totally and I love that throw caution to the wind that's the thing you know we're so conditioned to not do that yeah I mean it's it's exactly what I experienced back I was telling you you know before we jumped on the call back in November I took a whole month off from my business and traveled the whole country and did it again in December and I mean we're talking sleeping on strangers couches you know hanging out with random people you meet on the street I mean this is This is the experience that I think got me to realize that I can be kind of like my own hero in a sense, you know, my my own superhero or person to look up to for that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing is that you were you were just sort of a free spirit getting in touch with yourself. And, you know, at the end of the day, a happy life depends on finding yourself, not finding the one. You know, it's, it's when you are feeling completely secure with who you are. And living your life on purpose, that's when you are so secure that you attract incredible love from others and you're able to open your heart and give love to others. So, you know, we've got it all wrong. We like seek the happiness in somebody else. Like when I find the soulmate, I'm going to be happy. When I find the one, I'm going to be happy. And and the happiness will be short-lived in that case because you'll wake up next to the one one day. You still won't be fulfilled because you still won't have found your purpose in life. And so then... You start blaming them and you think that now they're the ones who are not making you happy. So therefore, the relationship ends, whereas all the answers lay right within you all along. And that's, you know, something your, your great adventure has sort of led you to that, right? Now, you have so many more answers, don't you? I mean, you were telling me that earlier and you figured out so many things when you were on your great adventure. Um, so that's, yeah, that's one of the keys for sure. Now, I'm curious to hear what you think on this because, you know, a lot of us say, or, or we see this all the time in news articles, right? Like 10 steps to finding your purpose or, you know, find your purpose in a weekend. And yeah. I think the problem is that your purpose is constantly changing. You know, like I almost say that like your purpose in life is to be happy and to live to the fullest. Because if you say that your purpose in life is to you know, publish a book and become an author. Like, I feel like a year or two from now, that might not be your intention. True. And and so many people experience this, especially people whose purpose is to be mums or to be wives or so, so. You know, that's that was their purpose right then. And a lot of times when their kids have grown up, they go, okay, now what? So you didn't make the purpose to be a great mom wrong just because now they're ready. So you're absolutely right. And I, I think it does change, but I think the, the, the purpose should be to constantly pursue your potential and to pursue your purpose. I think that's when you, you feel fulfillment is when you're making steps progress every day. When you're making progress every day towards a goal or a dream that excites you, hello, like that's happiness right there. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's making, so, so seeking the purpose uh, brings you happiness. And, and that, you know, as you say, that could be a moving target. But I think when you seek something, when you ask the questions, when you put it out there to the universe, it will guide you. The paths will change, but it will guide you as long as you're looking, actively looking. And when an opportunity comes, you take it. 
then you'll be guided. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love that you brought that up. I don't, you know, I've never really thought about that before, but you're absolutely right. Your purpose does change and it's finding happiness in the process. That's the key. And, and as it, long as you're pursuing your potential, you're going to feel happy. Oh, yeah. And, and experiencing what's happening in the moment, too, because I think so many people make the mistake of, you know, really great things happen and then it's the end of the week and you're like, wow, Wednesday was a really good day. Well, why are you realizing this on Saturday night? You know, and and so too many people aren't stopping to smell the roses. I was just talking to someone about this earlier today is like, you know, he was I just called a friend of mine and uh, he does voiceover marketing and and teaches voiceover artists. And he was like, yeah, I've been stuck inside the studio all day. But you know what? I've been looking outside and it's just absolutely gorgeous. And I'm like, you know what? You really need to walk outside for like five minutes because it just just to get yourself grounded, you know? Yeah. And you're, I mean, you're so right. I, I, but I also think we need to be careful about this whole, this whole obsession with, with feeling happy all the time and, and trying to, you know, I saw this quote the other day, which was, it said something like, um, you know, don't, when it's raining or something, learn to dance in the rain, like don't bemoan it. And I thought, well, that's absolute crap when things are really, really bad. Like that's, nonsense like there are some times in life where you just have to hold on just hold on it'll pass and and i'm not going to learn to dance in a damn hurricane right i'm just going (laughs) to hold on so there's the pursuit of happiness becomes an obsession that makes us unhappy a lot a lot of the time but you know you're right about about living in the moment if you're making progress towards a worthy ideal you you're having gratitude like that's an important one don't you think like the gratitude is also brings you into the moment mm-hmm. and 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 grounds you when you stop and go okay things aren't great i wish that i was somewhere else um what have i got to be grateful for right now that's so grounding and um but you know i i think that this 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 obsession with happiness that we have can be can cause us a lot of unhappiness because i think you also have to realize that we were never meant to be happy all the time because we wouldn't grow we wouldn't evolve we just wouldn't we would stagnate if we were happy all the time so we're not meant to be so let's stop that obsession and um and and learn that when we're going through through the rough times when things don't you know you don't want to smell the roses and the roses smell bad that that you just hang it hang on right you hold on because you know it's going to get better because there's times like that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's times when, when someone tells me to just try and enjoy the moment, I'm like, I, you know, I almost swore really badly there, but you know what I mean. I'm like, no friggin' way. I'm just holding on here. I'm riding the storm, right? Yeah. No, it's – and it, it makes me think of like the saying, you know, fall forward. Is like even if you're failing right now so miserably, as yeah. long as it's getting you – somewhere further than where you are right now then yes. you're in a good position you are and and the, and that's the only way you're going to grow and move forward is to is to stumble and fall and is to have those 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 hardships and so on and when we learn to see that then we all, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel it makes dealing with the hardship okay and it's like yeah i'm not happy right now this really sucks do you know what i'm going to be fine because i know this is leading me someplace great and i'm getting stronger by the second <laughs> and you know that stuff is that's that's really important and uh, and and then you know when you do that you make progress every day towards a goal that that thrills you and excites you and you know you know that you're doing stuff to pursue your full potential every day Man, you're gonna lay your head lay your head down every night with a smile on your face, you know? Yeah. Let me ask you this. I got a question. So like when 
when I was raised, and a lot of people in my generation were kind of raised to think, you know, you grow up, you go to college, you get a degree, you get a good job, you hold it for 40 years, you, you know, grow a family, and, like, that's that's your life. And yeah. I know that you're a big fan of rule-breaking because this is kind of like the rule, so to speak, that's been ingrained, at least in my generation's head. Yeah. So what sort of rules do you like to break, and what sort of rules do you think where they were just they just had it all wrong? Well, I mean, that's a great one right there, right? I mean, we're all pretty much, I mean, I think all the generations before you as well, we were raised to do what we're conditioned to do, not what we're meant to do. And so we spend our lives just doing what we're conditioned to do, and we never never do what we're meant to do. You know, what are we truly meant to do? Who are we truly meant to be? I was uh, approached by a, a young woman at a seminar about a year ago in California. She was a doctor. She's the 30-something doctor living in Los Angeles. And she came up to me and she said, I want to be you when I grow up. And I said, hey, I said, you have a great life. Like, what's up? I said, you're young. You live in L.A. You're a doctor. She said, I, there's, there's something I, I want more. She said, my whole family are doctors. She said, this is just what I was meant to do. I fell into this. I didn't even think that I had options. She said, I'm miserable. My gut's telling me to do something else. So the big question I ask people is, what is your gut telling you to do? And try and sift through all that conditioning. I was conditioned that I needed to marry a rich man. Well, guess what? Of course, I ended up doing that because our subconscious is strong. Yeah. But then I found, woke up finding immense unfulfillment and unhappiness. Why? Because I was a huge disappointment to myself. I hadn't become what I was meant to be. I knew that I was not born to be somebody else's second in command. Some people are. That's their role. And they love it. And they're great at it. And that's, you know, great. I wasn't born for that. So doing it made me unfulfilled and miserable. But, you know, so that's the thing is always question if you're doing what you're conditioned to do rather than what you're truly meant to do. And it's always easier to do what we're conditioned to do because it's rough to go against convention. But it's the only way to feel that fire in your belly, you know, and and just to know that you are doing what you're supposed to do on this earth. And if you died, you're 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 going to be you're not going to have regrets. I think that would be the worst thing is to have regrets. Yeah, absolutely. And so you gotta you gotta question the norms that you were raised with. If you're not happy, if there's something eating at you, and you're you're, it's not that you're not happy, but you're living in this mundane fog. That's when it becomes, okay, I'm doing what I'm conditioned to do. What am I really meant to do? And how many of those things that I was raised with am I going to have to break to get there? That's the biggest rule you have to break right there is to break what you were conditioned to do and start doing following your heart, following your gut. You know, that's that's the number one thing. So what if, you know... This is true for everyone in that they were not born uh, with the understanding that they can break the rules, right? Or that they can live life the way they want to. So a lot of this has been ingrained since childhood. So, you know, 99.9% .9 of us have to hit that reset button in order to start living the way that we want to. Yeah. Where do you suggest we even start? Like, let's say I've agreed with myself. I've made a, a pact with myself that tomorrow morning, you know, tonight I'm going to hit the reset button. And that's how I'm going to wake up tomorrow is clean slate. I can create the life that I want. Like, where do I even begin to look? Because, you know, we all know the compass points to true north. But when it comes to our own lives, you know, we kind of have to talk to that internal compass because it doesn't just always point in the direction we need to go. Yeah. And it takes work. I mean, look, no, 
awesome life was created by an easy path, right? It takes, it takes work, it takes dedication. Now, first of all, the person that wakes up wanting to set that reset button is already a part of the way there because they have the awareness. A lot of people never even have the awareness in the first place, right? Mm. They're bumbling along. They have no awareness. If you are the, the person who hits that reset button, you're already a step ahead of the game. You have awareness, which is the first step to change. That's the first thing, right? Then the second thing is to start, start just taking small action steps because when we do, I believe that as long as we're moving forward in a small way and we're doing our best every day to be the best that we can be, the universe conspires with us and shows us the way. We don't have all the answers from the minute you hit that reset button, you're going to be going, now what? Right? You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to have any answers. What can you do? Look at what your life right now and look at what you can change. What is doable? Maybe... It's something like getting fit. Maybe it's something like changing your diet. Maybe it's consolidating your debt. I don't know. What are the doable things that you, because once you start the ball rolling in the right direction, the answers to the biggest stuff comes. That's just the way it works. You don't have to have any of the answers. Just look at what you can change and what you can start doing better right now. And it can be the really basics that you that aren't even linked to what you think your dream is. That's okay. You start with the basics because that's when the universe conspires with you and shows you the way to go. And, and I feel like I'm living proof of that. I mean, the, I know that yes. for some people, it's it's hard to grasp this idea of like, well, you know, I want to make a million dollars, but I'm not going to wake up tomorrow morning making it. Well. That's that's not the point. You want to become successful. You're going to take one step tomorrow morning towards creating your own business or one step towards, you know, creating the lifestyle that you want to start living. Absolutely. One step towards being a little better than you were yesterday. And when you work at that, when you just work at being the best you can be with what you have right now. Man, that's really powerful. People don't realize because that actually takes work. It takes breaking old habits. It takes, you know, self-discipline. It takes those, those things are difficult, but success doesn't come without them. So, um, so people often don't do it because of that. But those that do and you come out the other side, man, that hard work is so worth it. That self-discipline, changing the routines, creating new habits is so worth it. And it leads you, as I said, to the bigger answers that you're looking for. And it's crazy. The world just kind of opens up and shows it to you. It, it really yes. does. You know, I, um, I've i been starting to just kind of practice this, practice this more is like I just have these orange post-it notes that I keep on my desk. Yeah. And like I have one right here on my computer. There was a certain number that I wanted to hit for profit for the month. And I wrote down, I will attract x amount of work by this date to create a a month where i earned this much total you know yeah. And, yeah and i created this goal and i sat it here on the bottom of my computer screen and i read it every single day and that's what i work towards each and every single day yes and that you know that's that's the other important point to your question earlier about you know what is it that you do and i mentioned that you know awareness you're already a step ahead of the game and you start improving on the little things in your life that you can improve on but you know what you just said reminded me of the other critical part of this and that is what is the end result that you're looking for what does it look like 
So, it, you know, maybe it is that you want to start your own business or, or you want to do something different to what you're doing now or, you, you know, you want a better life. What does that life actually look like? Because you're getting crystal clear about what you want. You're writing it on the post-it note is an essential element. And at that point, you don't know how you're going to do it when you first write down what it is that you actually want. But clarity is power. So getting crystal clear on what you actually want and then taking those small steps every day to better yourself, that's when it happens. That's the magic. And it doesn't, it doesn't happen quickly some, most of the time because it's on the universe's timetable, not ours. But as long as you feel like you're working towards it, you're going to be happy in the process. And that's yeah. all that matters. It's not about reaching the goal. It's about the process. It's about the things you learn, the person you become in pursuit of it. Yeah, I mean, enjoying the journey and being there in the moment, because I feel like, you know, the transformation is happening, not, not, you know, a year later, when you've hit that goal of made the business, it's happening in the process, you're meeting people, you're making these changes, you're changing your life. Without a shadow of a doubt, it is it is the process of, of getting there, that that way far outweighs actually the goal itself. And yeah, that's exactly right. But once you feel like making progress, you're happy. And so you just keep moving in this, this euphoric state. It's, it's, it's amazing. It really is amazing. And I'm curious to hear from you. It, what would you say was maybe your hardest lesson learned? Because, you know, obviously we get knocked down a lot. You know, th yeah. this is just part of the process. But I don't want everyone to come here and think, oh, well, we just woke up one morning and we woke up this way because it's a very long process. You it know, just getting... Yeah, so I'm just curious, like, what what do you think was your hardest uh, learned lesson? Wow, gosh, I mean, there have been so many, um, and you know, I think it's 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 mostly what I said earlier about this whole notion of you don't have to be happy all the time, and that when things are really rough, because we all know they get really really rough. And for me, it's, you know, I, I've done everything from immigrating by myself when I was 26 years old to a new country with nobody, not a, I didn't know a living soul. I didn't have any money. I didn't have a job. And, uh, and I'd never been to the country before. My first step into Canada was as a landed immigrant. And there I was, you know, and it's like sink or swim. And there were some very dark times there. I never, never wanted to go back. Plan B was never an option for me. But, you know, I, I, I remember fainting one day soon after I got there for no apparent reason other than just severe stress. You wow. know, those, and I didn't know a living soul. So I didn't have a support system. It was, um, you know, that was a pretty dark time. Um, I've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars in various transactions. Um, you know, that's always difficult to, to, to deal with. And um, so, you know, yes, amongst all the victories, we've all had tremendous losses. I've been through a, a few separations and divorces, as you mentioned in the bio. Those things are never easy. They, you know, sometimes you do feel like you've been taken down to the studs. You really do. But the main thing for people to remember is that you're not alone because there's no adult human living on the planet that hasn't had their fair share of downs. But you've got to go through them in order to grow, in order to become this extraordinary person that you know you were put here to be. 
So, you know, yeah, none of us woke up successful. We've all been through all of these humps and bumps. But as long as you realize that that's part of the richness. I mean, I think about life as sort of like this rich tapestry. It's not like a blank canvas. And it's it's made up, woven of all the ups and the downs and the lessons and the, you know, trials and tribulations and the great victories and all of that. That's what a rich life is. A rich life is a life that experiences it all that doesn't just sort of hide in the shadows being afraid of failing and and so 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 i think the this to strive for this rich life is far better than this sort of happier bumbling along life it's the richness of experience that you really want to get to the end of your days without regret you know you really made me think of something here that i don't think i've ever or at least haven't brought up in a very long time uh one of the crazy I worked a lot of crazy jobs growing up but one of them was I was a pastry chef in a gourmet bakery and one of the things I learned that in a lot of desserts a lot of sweet treats they actually add salt to bring out the flavor of the sweetness and I think that it's kind of the way we can look at life is you kind of have to have that salty soury you know thing happening there so that you can truly realize how great the really sweet thing is Yes, yeah, so you can get that great creation out of it at the end of the day. You're absolutely right. Great analogy. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. So I, I probably haven't told many people that was one of my many jobs growing up is I, I've held everything from uh, driving a stick shift tractor around a summer camp as a maintenance worker to, you know, working at the Genius Bar at the Apple Store. So it's been <laughs> a heck of an experience so far. But <laughs> That's I, so awesome. I really appreciate that, you know, you're so willing to share, you know, some of, you know, your greatest, I guess, upsets in life. And now I'm curious to hear, when was your proudest moment up until this point? Oh, you know, my proudest moment without a doubt was becoming a citizen of Canada. You know, I was born a seventh generation South African with no ties to any other land. And um, I left before the end of apartheid. Um, where none of us knew what was going to happen, whether there was going to be a bloodbath. But, you know, the, the thing was I didn't have an option. Um, but, I, but I started the ball rolling by, by dreaming about living somewhere else. And it was America, actually, that I, that I thought I wanted to go because I'd been to America and I was 21 and loved it. But, you know, the universe sort of guided me and I, and I ended up in Canada. And to become a citizen of Canada when I was a seventh-generation white South African with no ties to, you know, anywhere and certainly could not seek refugee status or anything else. To make that happen, that is truly, and to move alone with nothing and and create an amazing life for myself, without a doubt, my proudest accomplishment to this day. And there's been lots, but that one remains, you know, up there on its own. That's awesome. So on top of that, what is your biggest dream in the moment like what what is your you know maybe a bucket list item to share with everyone (laughs) well like I said to you when I was a kid I wanted an airplane back there then and I'm still obsessed with airplanes so my own jet is definitely to be perfectly materialistic with you um that is is at at the top of my bucket list (laughs) very cool that's awesome yeah so I, I just, as I say, just small little things, right? <laughs> hey, you got to have the big dream too, right? You like, gotta, yeah, gotta. like I, I have the, I would call it like medium dreams, you know, not small, not too large, but like, you know, I want to go to Thailand and really travel the world. I've been to a few countries outside the U.S., but really not enough. 
Um, You know, Israel was the closest I ever got to Asia and Europe. So I had never really got a chance to see, you know, really neat places like South Africa or, you know, Thailand's one of my top ones on my list. So, you know, you've always got to have that bigger dream to kind of keep you motivated and realize that all these tough steps in the process are really just to get you towards being able to do that. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I mean, obviously, the other the other huge thing for me, aside from the materialistic things, is that I have this absolute drive to change the way society looks at this whole soulmate thing, right? I mean, this is what fulfillment would be to me, is if, you know, women and girls especially realized that their happiness actually lies in seeking their full potential, that, that the love is the cherry on the top of that, 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 that their fulfillment, their happiness, their, their wholeness depends on seeking their, their own full potential. And uh, to me, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely driven to change the way girls are raised in our society, especially. So, yeah, so there's that. I mean, obviously, we have materialistic dreams and then we have, we have these bigger um, altruistic dreams as well. Yeah, and you've got a really great resource that allows people to kind of discover their own soulmate, don't you? Yeah, I'm, I do. You know, I'm, I have a, an amazing program called Be Your Own Soulmate, Seven Steps to Love, Wealth, Adventure, and Freedom that's available on my website. And that's JackieSomerville.com, which is J-A-C-Q-U-I-E. S-O-M-E-R-V-I-L-L-E.com. But I also want to give your audience, um, Zephan, an amazing book that I wrote for free. And it's an ebook called Six Secrets to Kick-Ass Courage and Confidence. Because, you know, we spoke about breaking the rules and so on. And how do you do that? Well, you need to also have some courage and confidence. And this book teaches you how to do that. So you've got the courage to start breaking the rules, to start becoming what you're meant to be and not just what you're conditioned to be. So I'm, I'd love to give your audience that free that ebook for free. So we'll include a link for them, but it's jackiesomerville.com forward slash ebook 2015. And when they enter their name and email, they will get that amazing ebook, which you know people from around the world have down, downloaded now by tens of thousands. And uh, so I'd love to give that to your audience as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, you know, sharing those great resources with everyone. And we'll definitely be sure to send out the links to everyone so they can check those out. And uh, it's been great speaking to you. And I just I I love hearing everyone's stories. You know, every time I I jump on a call with people, you know, it's like, oh, this will be really cool just talking to someone else. But I always come away after it like, wow, there there are so just so many amazing people out there right now that are you know making a difference that are really living the way they want to and and that are living a life rescripted yeah well your story is inspiring in itself it's fantastic and i can't wait to hear all the other summit interviews as well so thank you so much for having me it's been wonderful no problem we'll talk to you soon okay bye